1: We are back. Notre Dame Nation, IB Nation, welcome back to the Friday episode of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. And you know what that means? That means it's prediction time. We're going to talk about Notre Dame, Boston College, USC, UCLA, Utah, Oregon, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and several other very, very intriguing games this weekend. It's going to be, it's kind of like a separation Saturday a little bit, Ryan, you know, there's some, there's some things on the line for teams in regard to conference division championship games and conference championship game or division championships and conference championship games. But for Notre Dame, there's not so much a championship on the line as more as it's just an opportunity for Notre Dame to say, Hey, we're going to finally take whatever steps we need to take this season to become the best team we can be right now based on our yep. current circumstance. And they They're a bit of a banged-up team. You know, I think Brandon Joseph's probably not going to play tomorrow. There's a couple other guys who are going to be doubtful for tomorrow. But it's still a game that Notre Dame should go out and not only win, but, you know, look, if this team's going to play their game, it's a game they should dominate. But will they do that? I don't know. It's almost kind of like every time I see a a line come out that says Notre Dame minus 17, or I'm like, oh, man. Like, (laughs) that means they're going to play like garbage tomorrow. But hopefully this is the game they turn the corner, Ryan, because it's an opportunity for Notre Dame to say, hey, look, what we were in the past, we're not that team anymore. It's an opportunity to build some momentum, getting ready for USC. We broke all that down during the week. We did our keys to victory. We did the matchup. We did everything that you would want to know on the site at irishbreakdown.com and here. And it all leads to this, Ryan, and it is prediction time. But just at the beginning, Ryan, just kind of, what is the one thing I would ask you that you're really hoping that you see from Notre Dame coming out of this game? Like, what's the one thing, the biggest thing? There's several, but what's the biggest thing that if you come out of this game and this happens, you're going to feel like, yeah, this team has really put itself on a, on a good step forward?
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
2: Well, we we talked about this a little bit last week, but it's just a simple fact that we now know that Notre Dame can play with some of the best teams in the country. You know, they went toe to toe with Ohio State. Obviously, that one did not come out the way they wanted on the scoreboard at the final whistle. But then you dominate a Clemson team at home, a place that you had been struggling at for the majority of the season until that Clemson game. So you're showing that you have can defeat and you can play with some of the best teams in the country, which Notre Dame hasn't been able to do in recent years. you know, working back to the previous coaching tenure and even before that, it's been a long time since Notre Dame has consistently played and beaten some of the best teams in college football. But the next step, Brian, and we talked about this last week going into the Navy game, is, okay, we can play with anybody in the country. Our talent is on display. We can compete. Now, the teams that we should bury, we have to come out and play dominant football. And you saw that against Navy, at least on the offensive side of the football, for a half. You saw that. It was 35-13 at halftime. But Notre Dame still wasn't able to put that exclamation point in last week's game and really show that, hey, and against the inferior opponents, we're not going to let this be a game. We're not going to let things get close. We are going to dominate from start to finish. That's what I'm hoping to see tomorrow because there's no question – that Notre Dame is the better team, there's no question that they're much more talented than Boston College. But I'm still waiting for that killer instinct, not just about beating the great teams, but also taking care of business and showing dominance on a week-to-week basis and beating a team that, in all honesty, from a talent perspective, is not even close to you. You are the superior. So I want to see them really take that step forward and dominate Boston College from start to finish because I didn't see it last week. I want to see a dominant opportunity for Notre Dame to show how good they can be when they put everything together.
1: I think that's the thing for me, Ryan, is I want to see this team put together a 60-minute performance and what that would look like. You know, we saw it against Clemson. It's, I don't say it's easier to do that, but I mean, it's easier to do that. The, the magnitude of the moment allows you to have that extra burst. I want to see them come out in a game like this and, and do that as well. Am I predicting that to happen? No, I'm not, which will kind of get into my predictions, but I'm also not predicting what we saw last week. I'm not predicting what we saw against Stanford. I'm, I'm kind of predicting a little bit of a happy medium, Ryan, and that's kind of where yep. we are now as we dive into our predictions for this game. So first thing I want to do, we're going to do it a little bit different this week, but the first thing I want to do, Ryan, is we'll give our staff predictions, and then we'll kind of dive into how we see the game playing out. And then what we'll do then is we'll talk about, as we're doing that, is what are the two matchups that are going to have the biggest outcome for Notre Dame to reach their potential on both sides of the ball. So two on offense and two on defense. And then we're also going to have some fun is we're going to predict game balls. So if the game plays out how you think it's going to play out, who gets your game balls? And so we're going to have a little bit of fun with that. But let's begin by talking about what the rest of the Irish Breakdown staff had, the people that are not on this show. Vince D'Addario Predicted a 37-14 Notre Dame victory. Sean Davis predicted a 24-13 Notre Dame victory. Sean Styers predicted a 27-20 victory. So those two guys predicted a little bit close. The biggest blowout out of the weekend came from Andrew McDonough, who predicted a 34-6 Notre Dame victory. So with that being said, Mr. Ryan Roberts, Mr. Director of Recruiting at Irish Breakdown, what is your prediction and how do you see the game playing out based on that prediction?
2: I'm not going to lie Brian, my final score that I ended up predicting was a lower score for the Notre Dame side of things than I originally had written down. So I for me, look, I think that there's clear advantages on both sides of the football for Notre Dame. We'll get into some of the keys obviously with, you know, just the key parts of the football game and some game balls and I'll kind of Become pretty apparent what I believe is kind of the spots that Notre Dame has the biggest advantages and the biggest question marks in this football game. But I ultimately think that Notre Dame's dudes are just better than Boston College's dudes. And I think that Notre Dame's defensive line for the most part recently over the last few games has been playing a lot better and more consistent football. And I think when you look at Boston College, man, like that offensive line is just not very good. It's just not. I mean, there's no other way to paint it. So I had Notre Dame 31, Boston College 13. I originally had written down 38 to 13 in a little bit more of a deciding fashion, but I think that I kind of came down to the sense of, hey, Notre Dame is good enough to really work this team and dominate them. But we have seen mixed results offensively, obviously, from a game-to-game perspective or even a half-to-half perspective last week. So I had to take the point down a little bit. Either way, I still think Notre Dame wins this one pretty convincingly. Might be a little – Underselling what Notre Dame might be able to do offensively against the struggling Boston College defense, but I'm going to take it 31-13 Notre Dame over Boston College this Saturday.
1: My prediction, Ryan, was was somewhat similar. We weren't that far off. As a matter of fact, we were just a field goal off. I went 34 to 13. I'm predicting a happy medium. I could see this being a 2016 20 to 13 game, not the 2016 game, but a 20 16 game. A twenty-one to thirteen game, a game where Notre Dame just kind of slugs their way through it, and as you said, their dudes are just better than Boston College dudes. I could also see this as being a game, Ryan, and and the I'm I'm with you. I actually had a significantly higher initial uh, outcome. I initially had forty-two to thirteen, and the reason I went thirteen, and, and I and I think this is going to be the first time since twenty seventeen that Notre Dame does not hold a single opponent under ten under ten points in a game because this team has just shown defensively, it's always going to allow at least one dumb touchdown drive in a game. Just one, like, w- played prevent defense or some dumb mistake or something that's going to happen where you're like, why did you do that? And it's the maddening part about this defense because they can look so good for so, many, so much of a game and then just do stuff you're like, what are you doing? So they'll give up a touchdown drive and a field goal drive and then, you know, something else will happen. They'll get 13 points. Uh, I would like to be wrong about that. I would love to see this defense finally come out and just play dominant football, but I just don't see that for completely 60 minutes. But I could see a scenario where the defense does that and the offense just comes out and rolls, just runs it down BC's throw Drew Pine hits a couple big, big plays. And and look, Ryan, here's where it comes down to. What have we seen Notre Dame do this year? They've risen to the moments, right? And mm-hmm. whether it's Ohio State or North Carolina or, or Clemson, which were are you know, big game opponents or the Shamrock series, where even though they kind of got a sloppy in the third quarter, which we have seen, they did come out really well in that game. And at one point, they at a 25-6 to six lead. And BYU is not a great team, but they're better than Boston College. You know, I could see something where Senior Day <clears throat> is sort of the event that causes this team to be locked in. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we a lot of times we talk about, well, Is it a distraction? Can it create where your team doesn't play sharp? Sure, that can happen. But there's also the flip side of it is it being senior day and these kids wanting to go out sort of this way says, this is why we're locked in. Hey, I'm locked in because I want to make sure that I send my guy out, uh, you know, a, a winner, a big winner, whatever the case may be. And then if that happens, you're talking about a 42, a 45 to 13 type of game. I could see that as well. I went 34-13 to because I just don't think Notre Dame can do that for 60 minutes in this kind of game. We just haven't seen it. I don't think Notre Dame has enough uh, willingness to open the game up in good conditions. I definitely don't see them opening that thing up in these conditions. I think it'll be an excuse to just kind of come out and pound the ball down Boston College's throat. I think the reason I got to 34 is it's going to be like we saw against Syracuse. It's going to be like what we saw against Clemson. They'll have a defensive series that turns the ball over. They'll have a special team. Something will happen on special teams, and Notre Dame will score 34 points. But it won't look like you know, – it'll look more convincing than it actually is, is what I think will happen, Ryan. And so I went 34-13. I hope I'm wrong on that. I hope that this is the game where Notre Dame just kind of comes out and just completely blasts them. I'm not really concerned when I watch Boston College. I don't think they have it in them to come here and beat Notre Dame especially yeah. with the conditions, you know, five years ago, BC might've been able to do that because they were mm-hmm. a big physical line and they could run the football. This team cannot. And so I think the weather greatly plays in the Notre Dame hands and I could see a 20 to three type of thing as well. But I just, I just don't think BC's capable of beating Notre Dame this year, but Notre mm-hmm. Dame, but they are capable of making enough big plays with their pass game and with Notre Dame playing their boring, you know, Hey, let's grind out and run duo. You know, let's see if we can set a record for running the most play, you know, the, the same play in a row, you know, in college football history, you know, I could see that, you know, but uh, I think that's kind of how it'll go. Notre Dame's dudes will just, like you said, Notre Dame's dudes are better than their dudes. And, and that ultimately mm-hmm. is going to be the outcome, but I am hoping that I'm wrong on that. And I am hoping that they kind of come out and just, this team is light lit. You know, they're just, they just light it up and just kind of come out, run the ball real effectively, mix up the run game, get the ball out of the perimeter, do the smart things that you can do, even in these conditions. Get the ball to your tight ends, get the ball to your running backs, use 21 personnel, be willing to take a couple shot shots, you know, just a couple quick three-step bam, let her rip to Braden Lindsay type of shots. I mean, th- those are things that there's no reason you can't do that in these conditions, you know, yeah. and, you know, throw the ball 17 times, go 12 of 17 for 200 yards. You know, because you were creative with how you did it. There's no reason you can't do that. Will they do that? We'll see. I just, but I'm at the point now, Ryan, we're in game 11, dude. And if it's mm-hmm. not, has it hasn't happened now, I'd be silly to predict that it's going to happen now. But it doesn't mean I can't root for it to happen or wish that it'll happen. And that's kind of basically, that's basically where I'm at with that prediction, Ryan. This is a, a
2: weird one, Brian, because I know we've talked about weather in a couple other games where we kind of said, you know, it's probably more of a neutral factor than helping one team or the other. I do think this weather helps Notre Dame in this game specifically because I think Notre Dame's, well, obviously just a more larger and more physical team for one, but then also how Boston College's offense is constructed. Like they just can't run the football very yeah. well. And when they do want to throw the ball, they want to be a vertically oriented team, right. whether it is Phil Dracovic or Emmett Moorhead. And I don't think that plays into their favor in these types of conditions, to your point, right? So it it is interesting. I actually do think that weather will be a factor on Saturday for this
1: outcome. Well, you know, you talk about their pass game, Ryan. They are a pro-style team. I mean, Mm -hmm. John McNulty is an NFL coach, and him and Tommy Reese had a lot of things in common with how they like to go about offensive football, throw the ball downfield. You know, take your play action shots, slower developing routes that take time to get going and all that. They're not a a college team where like Clemson would be able to better handle these conditions schematically, right? Just like I thought they were able to handle the conditions of that other night because they have so much quick game, RPOs, screens built into their offense that they can still get the ball on the perimeter, even in bad conditions. That's why I didn't feel like the weather really is, the weather wasn't, the wind wasn't the reason. That Clemson couldn't move the ball and score on Notre Dame, getting dominated up front, and Notre Dame's guys just locking Clemson's guys down is why they did it. Yep. This game is different. They they they're going to ask Phil Dracovic to or Emmett Moorhead, whoever, and it sounds more and more like it's going to be Emmett Moorhead because Phil Dracovic just isn't healthy yet. But it's going to sound more and more like they're going to. I mean, they're going to ask that, and if they are going to throw a lot of quick game, I mean, I, I would think Notre Dame would be kind of foolish to just kind of come up and just let them get the ball out five six yards at a time. That'd be kind of silly like I know you don't want to just let Zay Flowers you know get one on one against cover 1 I get that but you got to kind of trust your line to say hey we're going to we're going to be able to heat him up and he's not going to have time to get that ball out or maybe you you double team Zay Flowers over the top and then you go man on everybody else and then you know make sure you get to the quarterback but they're just not a team that can quickly go adjust or shouldn't be a team you know, unless Notre Dame kind of allows them, they can just, you know, run the quick game and get the ball out quickly and and have the things that that allow them to kind of overcome the conditions. It shouldn't be that way. Now, whether or not Notre Dame allows that to happen or not, it's a different conversation. But they're just not built for that based on what we've seen the first ten games of the season. No, they're not. It it's
2: not it's not advantageous to them, in my opinion. Like it's really not. I think that you're hindered. I mean, you're, you're hindered. The offensive line hinders everything, Brian, because for me, you mentioned the pro style system that McNulty and just kind of that from the NFL tree, right? Like they, they want to be able to run the football and then work a lot of stuff off of play action. Just the simple fact that Boston College has been so poor in trying to run the football, averaging 2.1 yards per carry on the year, you're behind the eight ball just in general. And I don't think that it being a snowy game and cold and all that good stuff, like that doesn't help your run game if you're if you're Boston College, right? Like I don't think that that gives you a, a massive bump where now your play-action game is going to get more potent off of the run game. Like Boston College is just not a good running team. Offensive line is not playing very well. Pat Garwo looks uncertain with what he's kind of working through right now. So it's just there, there's no excuses for Notre Dame as far as the weather or anything like that, like it's not a monsoon. We're not expecting Notre Dame to throw the ball 40 times in a monsoon in this game. Right. Like the, I think mean, the weather is yeah, very much. in their game.
1: You know, it's kind of funny. You talk about that, Ryan, we've come a long way since that. Right. You know, now we're like in the opposite direction. Like seriously, you guys are just going to run the ball and like not even try to throw anymore. Whereas before six years ago, it was like you guys are seriously trying to throw the ball in a, in a monsoon. Like seriously, and we we talk about that game, but, you know, the, the, the Clemson game the year before wasn't much different, if we're going to be completely honest with you. I mean, they they threw the – they tried to throw the ball a lot in that game as well, if you remember correctly, with Deshaun Kaiser, Now they ended up hitting some plays late, but, you know, they had some fumbles and, you know, some other situations. But, yeah, they threw the ball 34 times, and and it was just as rainy that day as it was against NC State. It just wasn't as windy, and it wasn't piling up as much because it was – you know, obviously, it was a different type of type of situation, but uh, yeah, we've kind of we've kind of we've come a long way since then, Ryan. There, there's no doubt. maybe a
2: little maybe a little overcorrection on Notre Dame's uh, part right now, but yes, it has it's it is polar opposites to what it used to be, without a doubt. Yeah.
1: So, Ryan, let's get to this part of it. What are the two matchups for Notre Dame to? So, actually, no, no, first. If the game plays out how you think it's going to play out, who are who are your game balls? Who's your offensive, defensive, and special team game balls going to go to? I, I look. I think there's a little predictive nature
2: to how I see this football game going out, coming to fruition. I should say. So I think offensively, it's. I think Notre Dame is going to run the football ton. and I think that the running back that I believe will be able to really wear down this defense, which is not a huge defense. We haven't talked about that a ton, but, I mean, they have their best defensive ends, 236 pounds. Their linebackers are all, like, 225 or less, right? Like, they're not a big front seven. I think Audrey Gestime has a chance to really wear down on this defense. Mm-hmm. I do down the stretch especially. I know we haven't seen him be a four-quarter guy quite to this point, but I think really in the second half he's going to be able to wear it down because I think Notre Dame is going to be able to establish a better running game than they did last week. Without a doubt, so ultra guesstimate offensively, defensively. I believe for me, it's going to be someone in the secondary because again, we've talked about we need to stop Zay Flowers. He's the guy that I think is going to create a massive mismatch in different spots, working inside and working out. I'm actually going to go with Cam Hart in this one, Brian. And it's more, I think that Tariq Bracy, especially early in the year, he was stalwart performer every single week. You saw it, right? Benjamin Morrison now has had a couple really nice games in a row, especially obviously the game against Clemson where he's the player of the game. We haven't really seen Cam have that type of game yet this year, right? Like we've seen glimpses of the old Cam, but it's been very up and down. So I'm going to say on senior day, we get, an, we get an opportunity for Cam Hart senior. I know he's still got the junior eligibility with COVID and all that type of stuff. I'm going to say Cam Hart has a big impact. So Cam Hart defensively, Audrick Estimate offensively.
1: Interesting. I'm going to, based on how I have the game playing out, we're on the same page on the offensive side of the ball. I think it'll be one of the backs and I'm, I'm going to go with logic estimate just because of how they use the backs. And I'm going to go with Isaiah Foskey because I don't think Cam Hart's going to get a chance to make as many plays on the back end because the off- defensive line is going to make sure that the quarterback's getting rattled. I could see a situation where Cam Hart puts up the kind of numbers, breakups and picks that could get you player the game. But it's a lot of it's because of the pressure that the defensive line, which will be led by Isaiah Foskey, makes. I think Isaiah Foskey ends his last home game at Notre Dame as the school's all-time sack leader. That's what I think is going to happen on Saturday. So, And then special teams, I'm going John Sott. I think he's going to pin them deep. I think he's going to not allow BC to really get anything going in the return game, and that's going to be a key part of the game for me. Here's I'm going to have a little fun with this one. If mm-hmm. the game goes how I think it can go, if Tommy Reese does what he's capable of doing or if he's, you know, opens it up a little bit, does things we're talking about, 21 personnel, all that kind of stuff, then I think the player of the game will be Braden Lindsay. because I think we'll see a jet sweeper reverse for a big play. I think we'll see him take a couple shots down the field, whether it be like deep overs or whether it be go route, something where we'll take a couple shots, maybe an RPO, maybe like a tunnel screen where Braden's able to catch and split. I think we'll see Braden Lindsay be the player of the game if Tommy Reese is willing to open it up. And if Marcus Freeman lets him open up, because I have heard people say, well, you know, Marcus Freeman's telling Tommy what to do. I don't think that's the case, but this is the kind of day where a head coach could step in and say, Hey, look, it's windy. It's snowy. Let's just, you know, go out there and do this. I hope that's not the case, but if he does what I think he's capable of doing, then I'm going to go with Braden Lindsay, my defensive game. My defensive one doesn't change. I, 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 I think the defense is who they are. Right, and they've been pretty good—not great, but pretty good—and I think that's uh, that's where I'm going to go on that one.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24/7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and member FDIC.
2: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall,
0: he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call, quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: Now, if Notre, if Notre Dame's going to play to their potential, Ryan, what are the two matchups on both sides of the ball that are going to be most important to that? I think defensively, you kind of already talked mm-hmm. about one a little bit right? It's like Cam Hart versus, you know, it'll be Zay Flowers. Actually, it'll be Zay Flowers a lot, you know, but uh, because Zay plays to the field a lot. He'll also play in the slot at some. So that's kind of one, I think, Ryan. What is the other defensive matchup you're looking for to say, hey, if they can thrive here, then I Mm -hmm. think this team has a chance to really play to its potential. So we'll start with the defense.
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, Brian, I think that it's it's actually an interesting conversation because it's definitely a defensive line versus offensive line battle because... I'm a big believer in, hey, the first part of my conversation was let's take away their strength, or at least let's limit their strength. We know Zay Flowers is that guy. They have some wide receivers that can do some damage. So secondary-wise, someone needs to come to play and make make a couple of big plays, and they collaborative effort to stop a guy like Zay Flowers. But the other side of the coin is that I believe that you also need to make a weakness continue to be a weakness, and that offensive line is a weakness. We all know that. So like, I don't have to keep reiterating that. So I thought about Isaiah Foskey. I thought about Riley Mills. I ultimately settled in on Jason Adam Alola for some interior pressure in this football game. Cause I think what's going to see, what's going to give quarterbacks some issues. These players in, uh, in, in particular is that immediate pressure is not going to work into the hands of Emmett Moorhead or. Phil Joukovic if he's able to play. So I think interior pressure is going to be huge. And I also Think, although the offensive tackles aren't very good, I also, I, but I do believe that the guards are even worse. Like, it's not a very good group inside. The center's, you know, has some promise. Eventually, I think he'll be a good football player. But right now, the interior offensive line is an issue for Boston College. So I'm going to say, outside of the Zay Flowers plan defensively from a coverage perspective, give me Jason Adam to have a big game with some interior pressure on senior day. Other side of the ball. Oh, sorry. Other side of the football. I believe that for me, we need to eliminate the best player on each side of the football. And I think that for me, it's going to be Michael Mayer versus whoever is in the slot for Boston College. Cause I think Josh DeBerry is going to play there a lot, but I think that you need to force a force some mismatches where DeBerry has to play against your best slot option in Michael Mayer, when he's able to work in that profile and work in that spot, whether it is also mixing in some Jane Thomas, Lorenzo Styles, I think the slot position could be a big, big element to this football game for Notre Dame because I don't think the safeties are very good. I think the linebackers are kind of slow to react. So I think the seams are going to be a big opportunity for Notre Dame. So I'm going to pencil it in for Michael Mayer versus Josh DeBerry. But in totality, it's Notre Dame's slot options versus whoever is going to be a slot defender for Boston College, whether that is Josh DeBerry in the nickel whether it is one of the linebackers playing overhang, like a Cam Arter for instance, or a safety coming down. Whoever that is, I think that Notre Dame's players in the slot, tight end or slot receiver alike, will have an opportunity to have a big impact in this football game.
1: And that's why part of me earlier in the day, Ryan, when I was thinking about player of the game, I was thinking about Michael Mayer. I, could, I wouldn't be shocked if that's the key. I could see him getting like... Eight catches for hundred yards and just and he rips off like one play where they come up and play cover zero and Notre Dame just runs like a wide fade to him and Drew hits this one. I could see that. I could see Mayer being a big part of the game plan as well. So and I hope that I hope that's true because that means that they're yeah. one of of ball a little bit. The yeah. matchups for me, I think I, I think it's the edges. I think that's the big thing mm-hmm. for me. The Notre Dame, Notre Dame tackles have to play well against not just the the defensive ends. I think you can handle that. It's they need to really handle the pressures that BC is likely going to bring because of what we've seen from BC, but also because of what Navy showed and what some other teams have shown at times is Notre Dame can really struggle at times with edge pressures. And I don't mean edge pressures and like defensive ends because Notre Dame's tackles eat that stuff up. It's when teams bring overloads from one side there at times with the tackles can be some confusion on who to pick up. And then there's some problems with the backs and things like that. So I think that's going to be a, A really important part of this game. And then the other one to me on offense is I want to see the outside receivers against the BC corners. And and that's going to be in twofold. The reason I think that's a key matchup, it's not just because they need to make some plays, but I think there's going to be a couple opportunities this game where Notre Dame is going to get the ball on the second level with the backs. And if the receivers are able to block at a high level, you're going to see some of those 10 yard runs turn into bigger runs. I think that's going to be a big part of this game as well. I could I could see that being a huge, huge part of this game as well. Defensively, it's the Notre Dame defensive ends against the Boston College offensive tackles. I want to see them absolutely dominate this game. And then the other one is whoever's checking Zay Flowers. I think yep. we're going to see Cam Hart and Tariq Bracey against him a lot, and they both need to play really good football because he's the one ge- – guy. if Zay Flowers doesn't go off, BC has no chance to win this game except unless Notre Dame just turns the ball over a bunch – right like that to me is the only the only way that they can have any shot to win this game is that because he is a dynamic dynamic player and the crazy thing is teams try to take him out and they it's just hard because he's going to get free a few times very few teams have been able to take him out of the game the last 2 years a lot and, and even and then sometimes Ryan you study the all 22 there's times he's open even in those games where he gets shut down but the quarterback's getting sacked <laughs> you know what I mean? Or he's getting pressure and they can't find him. He's a really special player. And uh, I'd like to point out, too, for all the people that that uh, I know one of our one of our longtime followers on the site is just one of those people that just have no name signs a three star. He absolutely loses his mind. I would just like to point out that Zay Flowers was the number 1,212 player in the country coming out of high school. He was the number 139 wide receiver and he was ranked as the number 165 player in the state of Florida coming out of (laughs) high school. So maybe you might want to let it play out a little bit before we start freaking out every time a Notre Dame offers a kid that's a three-star recruit. So uh, we'll, we'll see how it plays out, but, uh, that's those are my matchups, Ryan, and those are our those. That's kind of our prediction for Notre Dame and, and Boston College. I think, look, Ryan, we've talked about it. It's going to be hard for BC to win this game. It's going to be hard for them yep. to really be competitive in this game. It's going to be more about Notre Dame. It's going to be whether or not Notre Dame can go out there and play their game. If they can play their game, they'll win and they'll win comfortably. Mm-hmm. If they don't, it'll be a much closer game than it's supposed to. And you know, we'll see which we'll see which one it is. So uh, I hope that it's the I hope that we see this team end their regular season um, with a, a a really convincing home one. I do want to point this out. Jay Henry S. any chance Morrison gets some reps against uh, Zay Flowers? Zay Flowers doesn't play in the boundary a whole lot from what I have seen. So in that instance, Jay, I don't see that happening. I don't see him getting a whole lot of matchups because I, I number one, I don't think Boston College would want to put their – put him against Durham's best corner I don't think that's necessarily a matchup that they want to get to I think if anything I would if I'm the Boston college I'm going to try to get him on Cam Hart and make Cam Hart chase him that's what I'm going to try to do I don't I think Tariq Bracey's a guy maybe you can have some success with but he's been pretty good in the slot against guys like Josh Downs and other really good players so I don't know if that's the matchup they want to get to there and and again he doesn't play the boundary a ton he'll play it at times you know but uh that's kind of basically where it's it's going to be. So uh, I don't think we'll see that a whole lot. So that's the breakdown for Notre Dame and Boston College prediction. We're going to have some other big predictions coming up here uh, in, in a minute. But let's uh, kind of just put a quick recap for tomorrow. Tomorrow's game is going to be at 2.30 on NBC. We will have a post-game show after the game tomorrow and uh it'll be as soon as we get home so as soon as vince and i get home from the game we'll be able to rock we'll be ready to rock and roll so we'll definitely be ready for that and then also to just give some of you a heads up for next week we will we are going to try to figure out a way as a staff to get all of our tvs our watching options kind of coordinated and we're going to give it a shot to see about uh doing like a live chat like a live chat during the game where we kind of just watch the game and talk about what we're seeing and just kind of have like a, you know, people say like the Manning cast and that, you know, something like that, but we'll we'll kind of put our own spin on it and kind of do it the way we like to do it. But we are definitely thinking about doing that next week. And so far the feedback on that has been pretty good. So I think we're going to spend this next week trying to figure out a way to, to make it happen. So somebody asked about bowl predictions. We'll get into that here after the weekend and the next couple of weeks. It's a little, there's a lot to, a lot of football to play before we get to that point. So. That's going to do it for this part of the show. We're going to have the preview of the other big games coming up next. But before we go, please hit that like button. Please hit that subscribe button. Please hit the notification bell. Share this podcast. We would greatly appreciate it. If you're listening via podcast platform, please give us a five-star review. We would greatly appreciate that very, very much. Also, we would like for you to sign up for the message boards. Give that a shot. That's That's our premium message board. We had a question earlier. Somebody, uh, David Lowe asked if we've heard any updates on Jeremiah love that question right there was asked earlier. And that's why you have to be on the message board because there was an update on Jeremiah love earlier this week. And, uh, we did talk about that. We did give Intel on that. We also had a big recruiting update with where things stand with the 2023 recruits, but that stuff is, uh, that's on the premium board. So that's where we're going to keep that stuff. Uh, and, uh, for the most part, sometimes we'll tell it later, but for right now, we're going to keep a lot of that on the premium board because, uh. We want you guys to be a part of that, so you're going to have to check that out, David, uh, if you want to kind of find the latest. And as everybody knows, Ryan and IB have been locked into that recruitment for some time, so we still, we still, uh, we like where that one's going. So, so we're going to get to some other games here next, but that's going to do it for the Irish Breakdown version of uh, the Notre Dame Boston College, I should say, predictions of today's Irish Breakdown show.